Does everybody know who Neil Armstrong is? Surely you must. <laughs> He's the guy that went to the moon, the first guy that went to the moon in uh, uh, July of 1969. And I'm sure some of us were still around then, but I, I guess most of us weren't. But Neil Armstrong was the first guy on the moon. Um, he did this in July of 1969. When he got to the moon, uh, he took five photos. Kim Kardashian, does everybody know who Kim Kardashian is? Okay. Presumably you all know who she is. Um, she recently went into a bathroom wearing a see-through Versace-created diamond-encrusted nightgown. She took 105 photos as compared to the five that Neil did. Our next topic concerns selfies. Um, for those of you that don't know, a selfie is a self-portrait photograph typically taken with a smartphone which may be held in the hand or supported by a selfie stick. Selfies are often shared on social networking services such as Facebook, Snapchat and Instagram. They are used for vanity, usually flattering and are casual in nature or rather made to appear casual. Um, selfie typically refers to self-portrait photos taken with a camera held at arm's length as opposed to those taken by using a self-timer or a remote. A selfie, however, may include multiple subjects as long as the photo is being taken by one of the subjects featured, it is considered a selfie. Here to talk to us about selfies of a very different kind, and probably more relevant uh, to us, is, is Sean Leverton. Um, Sean is co-founder and executive director of Colorfield Liability Solutions. If I have to say, um, Colorfield is such an amazing business. He's a fellow of the Faculty of Actuaries, a fellow of the Actuarial Society of South Africa, a CFA charter holder, and the best table tennis doubles partner that I could have. Um, Sean pioneered asset liability modeling techniques in South Africa in the early 2000s, and has always had a passion for using quantitative techniques to mitigate institutional liability obligations, which forms a key part of his day-to-day -day responsibilities at Colorfield. Sean did his master's thesis in actuarial science and the practical application of utility function. Um, Sean's passions include an unexplained level of support for Liverpool Football Club, uh, an unprecedented level of commitment and support to me in our Colourfield Table Tennis Double Series, a series which we continue to dominate in, an obsession with collecting Lego, and more recently, agent and manager of South Africa's two foremost chess players, respectively ranked number one and number two in the under eight category in South Africa, Caleb and Judah Leverton, who also happen to be Sean's twin boys. He also regularly wins the Colourfield annual Disney Princesses Trivia Competition, a competition which is very much his own, having won it now 10 years in a row. Please welcome Sean. Thank you. That, that went from compliment to insult to compliment to insult, and I just didn't know where I was going to end up. No need to stand next to me for the whole presentation, because you can sit down. Um, <laughs> I was, <laughs> I'd also like to advise that if you look up Facebook, you can look up a person's name. Costa's profile picture is a selfie um, before he runs it down. So he actually took away a lot of the steam of my presentation. Costa didn't actually get to see a lot of the slides before. In fact, he saw none. Um, that's how busy he's been with a number of other things. So uh, he doesn't know that almost half the presentation is dedicated to what a selfie actually is, assuming actuaries don't already know. 
Um, what actually happened is a couple of months ago I received a, a WhatsApp message from Professor Robert Merton and it said, Sean, I'd like to talk to you about selfies. Uh, there was no context. Uh, I was as in the dark as you uh, sit right now, actually having no idea what, that this was an acronym. Uh, I just thought that maybe he thought in Africa this is a technique that hasn't yet got you. Um, but uh, for the purpose of this presentation, you'll see that there is actually uh, some innovation that's happened between him and uh, an individual, Arun Major. He's got a PhD. And uh, hopefully you can see the resonance of the topic potentially uh, for South Africa. Okay, so when he said selfies to me, this is the types of images that came into my mind. Um, but what it actually is, is an acronym for a pension bond. That stands for Standard of Living Indexed Forward Starting Income Only Securities. Uh, you might as well be actuary coming up with an acronym like that. So just some background to selfies. Uh, to add to what Costa said. Um, the one interesting thing I found out about the word selfie is that it's actually only when one uploads it to a social media website that it truly lives up to the definition of what a selfie actually is. So if you are just taking a picture of you with somebody or alone, that's not a, a selfie enough. It was the 2013 Oxford Dictionary Word of the Year. Uh, the first selfie was taken in, I'm, I'm giving you these facts because I want to know that at least you got something out of my presentation. At the end of it, you might say, look, I didn't understand the application of the bond or where he was going with it, but I learned something. Um, the first selfie was taken in 1839 by Robert Cornelius. He was a, a photographer who put the camera on a stand, unscrewed the lens cap, went forward, sat for five minutes, because that's how long it would take for the picture to go onto the, the film paper, come back, screwed back the lens cap, and that was the first published selfie. Uh, women take more selfies than men. In New York City, 62% compared to 82% in Moscow. And the, the, the last fact that I give you that I found quite interesting is that a study estimates that millennials spend one hour a week taking selfies, and on that projection will mean they take 25,000 selfies in their lifetime. So once selfies in your mind, you start seeing it. I knew I was giving a talk today. Uh, yesterday I was driving down Santon Drive. I saw a picture. Um, the picture was a billboard outside. FNB now lets you switch your bank accounts using a selfie. And I went, I couldn't stop my car and take the picture and have it uploaded for the presentation. So I went onto their website um, and you can now switch with a selfie. When I walked across uh, Nelson Mandela Square this morning, I must have seen four groups of people all taking selfies going out there. So this concept of selfie, this concept of first, this concept of the consumer uh, wanting to be able to engage with their smartphone and get what they want in real time is just the reality uh, that we live with. And so in retirement provision, we've seen a lot of innovation that's taken place with regards to the systems of things, and a lot of it's actually on mobile phones. Um, and, uh, around the world, a lot of the member statements are now being uh, provided using uh, messages that go through to individuals, bespoke to their phones. On your phone now, you can probably access the fund credits of your DC arrangements. You might be able to change contribution rates. You might be able to change your investment strategy. Um, there's been a lot of people or institutions that believe that this is a good thing. So this is a, a superannuation fund provider overseas who believes that uh, 
people should not have institutions or default strategies decide what the strategy should be for them. They say that freedom of choice is one of the most important rights we have, and by exercising that right, we protect our rights as consumers and we push businesses to be competitive. This means there are incentives for them to give people what they want instead of what a particular group thinks they ought to want. And essentially what this uh, provider does is wants people to choose the types of stocks they have in their portfolio. So it comes up with uh, a range of, do you want boring, old-fashioned uh, industries, and it's like utilities? Or would you like new, exciting startups where uh, IT companies, and you see like an Amazon, or not necessarily an Apple anymore as a startup, but they let consumers choose the types of stocks by giving that type of development. And so you find this uh, desire of people, and I'm going to almost push the millennials to try and uh, make these decisions and not have the man choose uh, where they should be invested. So there's been a lot of work done by uh, financial economists to try and get people to make the right uh, decisions with regard to the retirement provision or with regard to just decision making in uh, general. And then we had Richard Taylor who won the Nobel Prize uh, last year for his work on behavioral finance, trying to use the so-called nudge factors to get people to make better decisions with regards to retirement. So you might have auto-enrollment schemes um, or automatic escalations in terms of contributions, but with all of the innovation that's taken place and the access to smartphone technology and the innovation that's gone through in terms of making investment changes, members are generally quite overwhelmed by the volume of information provided and we have still failed to answer the question how much accumulated savings is adequate. Costa uh, just now mentioned that members aren't necessarily aware of what a fund balance is going to purchase you at retirement. Um, so let's remind ourselves, this goes without saying, go through it quickly. The purpose of a retirement fund is to provide a good retirement. How do we define that? We want to maintain our standard of living. What's a metric to be able to define standard of living? income. You want to make sure you have sufficient income to meet your expenses that you had just before retirement. And ideally, that would be achieved by receiving inflation-linked income uh, in retirement until death. So if you look at the types of assets that are out there, it's generally a, a mix of bonds, cash, equities. Viewed strictly through a retirement lens, a portfolio of even government bonds, unless it's been financially engineered, seems risky because of the cash flow and maturity mismatch. You want to get regular income that meets your needs each month, but here you have a bond that pays relatively small coupon payments and then this giant bullet that comes at a point in time and of course there are various maturities. So Professor Merton uh, and uh, Arun Major came up with this concept of a new bond, a pension bond that they called selfies. And the bond has two main characteristics. The first one is a deferred start of the payments, that they should only start, say, in 10 years' time or 20 years' time. And that these payments should increase annually with some form of indexation. And the bond would be, would be payable for a fixed period. This is not for life. It's not, uh, there is longevity risk that would sit with it. It's a fixed period of, say, 20 years. And that would be set based on a particular geographic region's uh, life expectancy. So where this bond was spoken about in Japan, that was around 25 years. In other countries around the world, it's been 15, 20 years. So they're designed to pay people when and how they need it. So they look to blend the accumulation and decumulation uh, parts of the cycle.
by having a cash flow profile that looks more in line with what individuals would like to receive in retirement. So as an example, you could have a 2028 selfie bond. So a 55-year-old buying that bond today would start in 2018, would start to would pay buy the bond now, but only receive payments starting in 10 years' time, and those payments would be payable for, say, 20 years. The mechanism is clearly simple, it's transparent, and it can be used with, by individuals with no financial expertise. So let's say that the bond had a unit payment of 5 rand per bond, and that when you got to retirement you wanted 10,000 rands uh, in real terms, you might buy 2,000 units of that bond today. So quite complex decisions on how much to save, how do you invest, how to draw down, or simply fold it away into a simple calculation, how many bonds do I need to buy. It's been proposed by them that the indexation of these bonds uh, are linked to some uh, real cost of living, um, so that you, you index each year, and that this wouldn't necessarily just be inflation. It would take into account both inflation and the standard of living improvements, and that this could be done by indexation to aggregate per capita consumption, which I've been assured by them is relatively easy to calculate. So governments issuing such a bond would be able to hedge the bonds uh, quite closely with their VAT collections. So this is a concept that has been spoken about in a number of jurisdictions around the world. This is a, I'm, I'm going to give you some examples. This is a publication in Europe. Uh, this was the Australian publication that went out. Uh, this was India, who found a lot of interest. Uh, Turkey, Japan. Um, and so th the objective today was just to really raise that issue uh, or these bonds as a potential investment case in South Africa. Last, uh, two weeks ago it was in Le Monde, that's the um, French publication where Lionel Martinelli of EDHEC, the, probably one of the leading financial uh, schools in the world, found resonance with this concept. Um, and a lot of work is being done in terms of how might they actually fit into a de-risking tool uh, when you do the optimization. But just having a look at the advantages, um, you know, obviously they're clearly quite simple to understand. They remove the risk of paying away large amounts to an insurer. In South Africa, we've seen a big move from what was traditionally quite a big immediate annuity market with life insurers into one where a lot more uh, living annuities are purchased. Perhaps this would allow people to remove that risk of giving a large capital sum to an insurer and buy something that looks more like an immediate annuity um, and put as part of their toolkit. Uh, to my knowledge, there aren't really deferred con uh, annuities or bonds that are really purchasable in South Africa. That would uh, be a first, which makes it quite efficient in terms of portfolio planning. Um, and selfies, as far as government concerned, reflect synergistic cash flows in respect of infrastructure spending. Quite often governments want to do a project, uh, they need the money now, but they're only able to start servicing the debt at a future point in time. And so what they'd be receiving um, is the, the large cash flows they need and then the ability to delay the uh, revenue or the coupons payable at a future point in time in line with the revenue stream that they're receiving from those projects. If we look at some of the legislation or draft legislation or guidance that we've seen in South Africa, we've seen uh, projection statement guidance notes sent a while ago. Why that's uh, interesting is because that's now in terms of income. 
Uh, the statement should provide clear and adequate information to members that allows them to have uh, a lot of information about the type of income that they might achieve during their retirement, and he has a security that talks to that. The new default regulation now speaks to this concept of an in-fund annuity. Uh, when we speak to trustees, they're quite concerned. How do we ensure that the, the annuity that a member might buy in the fund in a DC scheme will last until uh, the member needs it? There's a reputational risk that sits there. In fact, the legislation goes on to make sure that, or, or mention that where the living annuity is paid from the fund or through fund-owned policy, funds must monitor the sustainability of income drawn by retirees. You know, this, is, this is a security that does provide some of that comfort. There is a lot more research going on in terms of the incorporation of these instruments into portfolios uh, that are being done. This is an example. I'm sure the presentation will be available for you guys to look at how a new bond can greatly improve retirement security. And it goes on to a lot of uh, optimization and in a target date framework, how could you bring these types of securities in, and how does it achieve something that maybe a traditional government bonds would not be able to do. Just interestingly, I only learned this quite recently, if you want to get new research and not want to pay for it um, by going through academic journals or wait the, the amount of time before the journal actually publishes it, you can go on to SSRN. <clears throat> and they publish all the ideas of all the academics uh, almost hot off the press before they've necessarily gone through some form of vetting by a journal and you're able to comment on it and you don't have to uh, pay for it. So I wanted to leave you guys with, with two questions over here. And it's, it's going to be a poll. The first one is, are there any features of this selfie bond that appeals to you? Um, we'll leave it on for some time just to think about it. The fact that they're forward starting, uh, the fact that the enforced payment pattern is a, a stream of, say, regular coupons, it's, it's not a, a bullet payment at the end. Is it that indexation feature that it's linked to, say, per capita consumption, so you bring in standard of living and inflation? Is it some or all of the above, um, or is there actually nothing in that security that, that appeals to you? So leave it on for a few seconds. Okay. I, I don't think that seeing D was, was the biggest shock. Uh, e, I thought, would be 5% or less. Um, but that's interesting. So that, that leads to the next question, um, which is, assuming this was possible, and I mean, of course, you know, that's a far-fetched thing to try and think that you're going to have a government who's going to issue bonds. But let's say we got the regulator over the line, and I think the fact that selfies are so prolific today, if I told you five years ago, you might have thought that we're not going to take 225000 in a lifetime. So let's assume we get selfies going in, in our lifetime. Would you... Uh, take a retirement selfie, and this is obviously for, uh, not necessarily for yourself, but for the constituents that you advise or yourself. So would you be interested, uh, assuming the economics make sense, not too expensive, not being ripped off, it's basically priced in line uh, with securities out there. Do you have a slight interest? I can't really see an investment merit here, or would you have no interest? Okay, so I think that that's incredibly encouraging, at least if one has to meet with National Treasury, which we do to say um, you know, that, that uh, those that are consultants in the actuarial community to retirement funds do see, do see the resonance in it. Um, for us, you know, I, I think that if we go back to now the actual slides, uh, for us, just having a look at this, I think that it's encouraging to see these times, can you click to the last slide, this is all the, 
That's the second one. Um, it's encouraging to see that the type of financial innovation is that Colourfield, what we do is we look to do this type of re-engineering with the bonds, but what you want is this type of thing being accessible at an individual level. Potentially it's with um, the saving schemes you have each year when you can get the deductibility that you are able to invest in a scheme where people understand exactly what it is that they're buying. Um, you know, what a selfie would do is take away a lot of that complexity. People would only need to their would know their retirement date and how much income they think they need, and maybe then rand cost averaging in line with another strategy would help them to get over the line, or at least understand how much one rand of income for 20 years in retirement would be. Of course, we still have a, a longevity risk that remains. Um, the payments here are protected against both inflation and standard of living and it would address a, a real reality of a lack of financial literacy. And we do think that for government there are, are massive uh, benefits to, to this. The appetite around the world has been incredibly warm and receptive. I do know that a lot of the treasuries in, in uh, Asian markets are looking to imminently start to roll these out. And I think it does go that once you start seeing them go in other jurisdictions, um, it's easier for another economy to, to follow suit. So thank you for your attention today. I do hope that in many years I'm able to stand up in front of you all um, and uh, talk about how these selfies can be used properly in an in investor's toolkit. So good luck for the rest of the day. Thanks. Thank you. Are there any, are there any questions for Sean? There's a question here. Hi, thank you. Um, I, I haven't been introduced to this before. I know nothing of the research. Uh, I'm sure the pricing is probably what gets you very excited. So the government issues these bonds and they spend all the money on infrastructure and then promise payments in the future. Does that not sound like a very big pay-as-you-go pension scheme? Well, governments are issuing the bonds already. I think right now the, the problem that they might have is, and that's exactly what it is meant to be. I mean, in fact, that is their advocacy, is the, the fact that they're trying to get people not reliant on the state in retirement, but rather have a, a synergy over here. Um, but I think it's just a better time to bond. And, and hopefully for government a cheaper bond because people might be happy to pay a premium. I doubt that we would do that if there was a significant differential in the, the yield you saw on, say, a, a selfie against a typical government bond, we wouldn't buy it. There'd have to be a consistency with the curve. Um, but ultimately, hopefully, that's a win-win for all stakeholders. And I, I personally don't think you'll get the indexation to look different, uh, at least over here. But even if you had something nominal or normal inflation, that, that should be incredibly encouraging. And maybe if it's not government, it could be um, a parastatal with a government guarantee. Okay, so, so sort of cheaper, cheaper financing up front, but ultimately you still rely on the government to be able to pay, service that debt yeah. in the future. Yeah. Okay. Any more questions? Well, Sean, uh, as always, thanks very much for, for your attention to, to, to this and also for evading yourself and... Um, keeping yourself away from Colourfield in order to, to, to present this, this session today. Um, on behalf of the Retirement Matters Committee, I'd like to thank you for your efforts and, and, and your presentation. Thanks very much. It's always fun to, to listen to you and uh, always great to, 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 to hear you talk at these sessions. Thanks very much, Sean.